And welcome. I'm back. It's been uh, it's been a while uh, for me. It feels like. Um, wait, let me get. Sounds kind of looks kind of quiet to me. No, that's better. Um, yeah, it's um, it's been like. Well, I haven't recorded in like probably the longest stretch since I started. Since I started. Um, so this is going to be episode thirteen. I don't even know how long we're gonna go. I mean, obviously, this might be the. <laughs> Somewhat of note, I guess the the most has happened uh, in the interim uh, interval between last episode and this one in 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 well, no pun intended in Saberland. Um, but I'm back and uh, I'm just I guess this is a maybe this is a good test for me and even uh, the sort of uh, long term uh, viability of this podcast, uh, if you will. Because there's actually, I suppose, some things to talk about which are interesting. Although no on ice stuff, so it's not really true. Um, yeah, you know, well, so yes, this is episode 13. Um, thanks for, for listening, um, and I'm going to be right back in a minute. then that was uh the band over there no that was just me and garage man um yeah so let's see when did i even last i guess i last sat down behind a mic uh yeah really back well well no because I, I so i did the interview when i was home a couple weeks ago and now and then i did the like the intro to that once i got back here and then yeah because i think i had a very busy week leading up to or last the two weeks ago and then um no, last week, yeah, and then and then it's the holiday now, and uh, or it was, and um, and an interesting saber week. Um, so, yeah, I don't even, I don't know. I mean, I guess uh, uh, there's a lot. There's, there's, we've had a lot happen, um, but I guess, uh, I guess I just, I guess I just want to start by talking about like, hmm. Yeah, well, well, see, it's I, it's it's funny because like there's so many. Um, I don't really, I don't, I don't really. I, I tried listening to a couple other Sabers podcasts, and uh, I don't know. They're either like, they're all trying to just do like the re, like reaction stuff, and I guess you, you, well, you can't do re, like you can't do reactions um, unless you do daily stuff or you're just like an, an idiot, um, jump cutting in front of a camera. <laughs> um, <laughs> And, and I just, that's just so it's dull to me. Um, and also, in, in when it's in off season, there's just like how can you have, uh, how can anyone speak with much authority? Um, well, you could look at statistics, of course, and and then make you can evaluate moves. But it's like just like relax and uh, let's just wait and just see what like actually happens. Um, because it's just it's it's just the off season. None of it like it's it doesn't matter, and nothing. And the teams aren't finalized, and I don't know. I just it's it's. Uh... So I guess what I'm saying is um, I don't really even know what other podcasts are like. Um, but I can't because I haven't. I can't really. I haven't really made it through any of them. 
um because i'm just i don't find them that interesting sabers podcasts i mean um but uh so but when i have listened um and i and i definitely i when i and if i do want to listen to that sort of just live like sports talk radio then i actually listen to radio because i I really i do enjoy like some of the some gr stuff um and it's you know well actually i have i'm a complete sucker for sports talk radio um i guess any talk radio but i that's a very very guarded scent or like um that's a heavily like apostolic sentence because uh sorry i had to think for a second if that was the right word um yeah because uh because i just because of course i, I don't want to get into um I don't want to get into, I don't want to actually, I would never listen to like political talk radio. It's just vile and horrible. Um, so, um, uh, so I don't want to, I'm not, I, I, I mean, I do want to, I will, I do, I have and will and do want to talk about stuff that has happened, like team moves and things. Um, but I, you know, I don't see the, I'm not, I'm not going to just sit here and like, say whether anything was good or bad because we i don't know that and i don't even really care at this point um i mean generally i trust i seem i trust what the uh what botrill's doing i think housley's a good hire he just hired an assistant seems like a good hire but see that's it, this is what everything devolves into in the offseason like well it seems good which is really just another way of saying well they haven't lost any games yet um and that happens that's just like so many years of buffalo sports have just like well, it seems like they finally got it right this time, huh? And then, and then, and then, how it's never worked out. Um, so I, I just want to have guarded. Um, I don't know. I don't even want to be optimistic, and I don't want to be pessimistic. I just want to be, not even, not real. Whatever, just the sort of. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not doing anything. I'm just. I don't know what that was. Just here to talk about it. Um, there's some sort of sound that. that that happened the sound event but um it's done now it seems so um yeah so uh you know well weekend started with a nice trade um very excited for uh scandela and uh Palmonville returning um you know i mean i'm not i don't i'm not overly i don't have any grand delusions about Palmonville coming back and well he actually might be the captain but i don't know about that but he certainly not like he's going to be um he's going to save the team or anything or he's going to single-handedly bring them back to the playoffs um but seems like a very smart move real reallocating some cap money um getting rid of some guys who aren't who are going nowhere fast and i like felino marcus felino um you know he was a value i think he could be a solid player on a team but he might be a little bit well he might be a little bit overpaid for what you actually get out of him that actually uh, that actually affects the outcome of a game. Um, I'm not sure there was too much of that with him. And Tyler Ennis used to be was my, my favorite player when he first joined the Sabers because he was like, well, I think Tyler Myers might have been the first guy to actually be on the Sabers and be younger than me. Although that's not, I'm not sure if that's really true because Mike Weber might have might have been might have been that guy. But basically, it was Myers and also Ennis who came up later that season was the first forward for sure that was younger than me. Um, and I, and I loved the way he played. He was, he was, he was good as a rookie, scored a big overtime goal in Philly, um, one, one year in the playoffs. 
Um, you know, and had some good, he showed some promise. Had, I mean, he's a very skilled guy. Had some good, couple, you know, good seasons. But then just saw his career sort of cut short by by injury and stuff. And um, so I hope he can, you know, regain and have a career in, in Minnesota. But I don't really know. I have, I really don't know what the Wild are thinking in this trade. I mean, I guess they, well, like, well, they saved some money. Um, but I don't see how it makes their team better at all. Um, maybe Foligno maybe does. Um, and if Ennis can regain some, his game, then, then maybe, maybe, I mean, I I hope, I hope for him it does work out. Um, but I really don't, I don't see how this is like a smart move for them at all. Um, and there was a number of head scratchers. Um, I, 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 I'm very, I was very happy to see that the Leafs gave, uh, 38 year old Patrick Marlowe $6 million, um, those that those are the, the see i just i was convinced i knew it would the Leafs sort of tricked us for tricked sort of well they looked like a leopard with new spots last year and the two the year before that because they did tanking well and they yeah i mean they just they, you know and, and they still will probably be good this year but but that's such a leafs move like let's sign a 38 year old ontario boy and like give him a ton of cash and for like for like three even three years for a 38 year old's insane is he gonna be worth six million dollars at 41 is he even gonna be playing still no um and then also what was that defenseman they signed like a like a way too big deal um but they basically spent 13 10 million dollars on like i mean and maybe patrick marlo might he may well be sort of good somewhat good or or decent next year but um I mean, why why would you give him? Why would they spend that money for like three seasons when they they're going to have all those contracts go up in in two years? It's crazy, and I'm glad the Sabers didn't. I mean, we don't. It's not the same. It's not the same exact predicament because there's really only two guys to sign to re-sign, and they can do that right right now. So, you know, they can start Eichel's contract and Reinhardt's an extension now. Reinhardt won't make that much money. Um, well, they should sign him now because, or agree to a deal now because if he has a huge season, it's going to be a problem. Eichel's already going to get, you know, semi McDavid money. Um, not anywhere, not really near that, but it's a good amount. And, uh, yeah. Um, so, you know, free agency day is always funny because there's always a bunch of stupid stuff. Just defensemen making way too much money. And I'm glad the Sabres were able to get a defenseman without going crazy and signing some, you know, idiot to a huge deal again um but uh, an idiot because i assume it's 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 little known fact that if you're old and or not good at hockey anymore you actually are a stupid person you're an idiot no it's not true so you know i mean how i guess how can you not approve and i i like the pouliot signing um again but what does that even mean nothing he might just be like a tall uh francophone yoke and hash but there's nothing wrong with that and uh, maybe a little bit faster but you know, but those are those are on a good on good teams. Those those sorts of players are very important, and, and um, you know, I mean, he 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 certainly replaces. He might pr- replace some production that you actually might even be an improvement in production from um, Felino and Ennis. I mean, he alone might might score as much as they did last year. Um, you know, so I uh, I and I think the Sabers are going the right direction. It's not done yet, and. Um, but you know, with the way the defense has been upgraded, like you can't not you can't not think they actually have a shot 
hit the playoffs last. I mean, I basically, I, I basically would be, I'm going to, I think, enter this season saying the same things I did last year, which is just like, well, you know, if things go well, they, there's no reason to think they don't have a shot at the playoffs, which is basically what 20 teams can say, or fans of all but a few teams are saying, and that's all right. Um, but that's really, that's all that the summer's about. And I'm feeling now, listening to myself, that I really shouldn't do any more episodes this summer because there's just not, there's like, what else is there going to be to say? Maybe I'll only do interviews from here out, or or not. I don't know. I I feel like, I guess I'm, I guess I wanted, well, I do want to do an episode, did want to do an episode, but I, um, well, yeah, yeah this, this is, I don't even know why this is, this sound seems important, but I, um, so I took yesterday off. Uh, from work and I went back today and it's going to be only it's only a short week it's only two days um, but I had to meet with the uh, the president of the company um, not one-on-one uh, my 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 sort of like big boss on in my department who's a global chief and his, that's his, his his title has the words global and chief in it uh, there's another word it claims but um, pretty good title um, but we had to go to the eighth floor down to the eighth floor to the you know, the big corner office overlooking Park Avenue, and, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a kind of a, it was a, it was a, it was a cool moment, um, not that, eh, you know, I, I don't have any wide-eyed illusions about, um, you know, and it's not like it's suddenly, he's gonna pick up the phone one, one day and say, uh, get me that ranking kid and make him president, um, of course not, um, you know, n- nor do I even know, you know, whatever. It just, uh, it was just, it was cool. Cause anytime you can meet with someone who's a president of something, um, you know, current, current, uh, politics, notwithstanding, um, if, uh, I just wanted, I just, all day, I just wanted to pick up my phone. I don't even, and maybe I wouldn't even dial anyone and just say, get me the president. And, uh, cause I just want to, I just, I just think that, think that the office of president is naturally funny, um, for some reason, I mean, in, in sort of the Hollywood sense. Um, I don't know, just demand, mostly it's just nameless men demanding to an audience with the president into a telephone, I, I find endlessly entertaining to me. And it felt important to say that. Um, so I have. And, yeah, I, I know, I, I, there were, it's, it's, there were a number of, of instances over the, over the preceding days where I, uh, have thought a lot about or spent time being faced with the st- sort of strange, some, certain strange realities of um, the sort of the nature of m- contemporary media, um, namely podcasts and Instagram. Um, both of which I, I suppose I'm the only two that I'm truly active on. Um, I'm on Facebook, and I have a Facebook. I have a Facebook for this show, but I, I always forget to update it. Um, to update it. Um, and I have a Twitter for this show. Oh, and I wasn't, I was going to go and find Uko Pekalukanen and like bestow upon him the, uh, olive, and I don't know, olive, um, I don't know, what's some sort of like Greek, I don't know, the sort of wreath and, uh, dove of the Slard of Art Fest Award, what exact, whatever that actually is. And I made up, I made that up right on the spot, by the way. Um, I was pretty proud of it. Um, which is the the award given to he of the best name of the year for the uh, the draft, and um, I was gonna like yeah I think I had said I was gonna go find him and do all this. I followed him um, and I followed all the other f- uh, honorary um, uh, finalists for the Slardy, but 
uh, but only, um, yeah, Uko was one of them. I didn't do anything. None of them followed me back either. But that's probably because they have four followers, three of which, well, let's see. One is also my, is my other Twitter account. So that gets us down to a, a lean three. The other is, um, is what's his face, hockey player, um, who, I don't know why he, he follows like a million people. Um, and then what are the other two? I think they're like bots. I don't think I have any real followers, but that's okay because I don't really tweet anything on there. But it's strange when. Um, yeah, well, oh, oh yeah, because I was well, I was on um, I was on Facebook the other day, and some 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 somehow I saw on my feed like somebody that I used to actually know her at, at, at in college, um, but I'm not actually friends with her. She sh- this thing she had written showed up on my on my news feed, and it was like this long post announcing that she was um, she was going to activate red receipts on her phone now and then meaning and that would be her way of like like encouraging herself by dint of shame i guess i suppose to um respond to people better which first of all makes me th- I, I guess i just don't i guess i just don't get texts the way the, to in the same volume that other people get because i mean i do have friends that i'll text and they don't really they're not very good at responding which i mean used to just be called being rude but i guess it isn't anymore Sometimes I don't, it doesn't, it's not rude, but, um, I guess that isn't, it's, I mean, it's, I, and I guess the sort of moral conundrum of that is what weighs on some people who I guess are compulsive, not responders, but it's also, if you're getting, maybe if you're getting, I don't know how many text more normal people are, or people are getting these days that, um, you know, res- responses or even, you know, or even like the red, the red receipt is, um, I don't know mandatory, but but I but the the, the thing that she the sort of you know quandary that she was uh, developing in this long hype you know post was like um, you know the guilt of like well if you if if somebody texts me and I read it and I send you a red receipt and then I go like post on you know something else like if I Instagram or Snapchat before responding to you that's like. It's it's like modern. That's like some f- form of digital um, friend adultery, um, and so she was saying like grappling. She was she was grappling with like the reality of um, how do I like I like I'm I'm gonna try and do my best to like respond to people when they text me, um, and not commit this sort of weird um, friend crime, and uh, and I just thought why do we, what sorts of strange situations we get ourselves into. Um, I don't know. These are the sorts of things that like have come about as, as strange, you know, like, I don't know, just like, uh, so uh, yeah, if you, um, I don't know, I just had the image of like a boat. I mean, it's the easiest, most overused metaphor there is. Um, but sort of as a boat goes and, you know, sends just the the waves that ripple off after a boat or really any object passing through any sort of, um, you know, material or matter um, could send some sort of waves off behind it in its wake. But let's just stick with water in a boat. And of course, and if you're in it, but if you're in like a somewhat limited environment, let's just say the boat's passing through some sort of a straight channel or something. And if you could keep seeing the waves as they go, they would sort of, they would bounce back and off each of the, each of the sides of this channel until they ran out of power. 
Um, but the point is, um, the initial event sends its shockwaves out, but then the elements defining the space in which this event occurred um, end up, sometimes end up causing all sorts of, you know, well, it's, chain, it's, it's, it's sort of chain reaction. It's another sort of trite way of putting it. Um, but of course, that's an easy image when it's a boat passing through a channel, a straight channel, but the realities of life and a much more abstract plane of looking at it, um, or not just life, not mere, not not all the way up to life, but really any sort of event um, of any sort. Um, you know, in your initial planning of it, you're going to try and send your boat to, to do one thing, but the wake of it um, is going to is going to have all sorts of unintended consequences potentially. So I guess what I'm saying in terms of this this person and Facebook and social media is um, is a sort of strange sort of backwash of remorse or guilt or shame or whatever it might be or or not any of those things maybe positive things um that sort of come up as weird consequences of um being so available or not available to other people um and i guess i can get into it i could say a, a little bit more briefly but just to get it right just to get maybe back into hockey somewhat <laughs> which I, I might have pulled a bit of a muscle in my lower back with this stretch uh, actually, no, it was unintended. I just I didn't necessarily mean, in, even know how to bring the sort of somewhat back to hockey. But this is, again, why we're in the off-season. And I don't, I kind of find people, I don't, I, I have a hard time believing the genuineness of someone who cares so much or, or even just acts like they've got a valid opinion about something that happens in July in hockey versus once we actually get into the season and we start to see you know what? What are the boats that, that that we have built, and where? And as we send, as they are sent on their way, what happens? Um, all sorts of things that we may not have any idea about, and uh, never imagined were going to be problems. Um, you just think of all this crazy stuff that came about over last season with the Sabers, like, um, well, even just the, the fact that somehow the season ended with this weird narrative that Jack Eichel had caused Biles Muddy to get fired. Now, first of all, he will say, for all I know, that did happen. Um, but I'm not, but I don't, I mean, I don't think that it was true. Um, but I, of course I won't know, but somehow over the course of the season, the, the, the possibility of that weird narrative, um, became possible. And, uh, I don't think anyone would have necessarily, I mean, you could have, of course it was, it could have been predicted before last season began, but I don't think many people were saying it again. Like I just like, like, like I just said, I was thinking we had a shot at the playoffs, let alone I didn't think we would be one of, you know, a bottom 10 team in the league. Um, again, was I wouldn't have, like, I mean, it's, I would have believed it was possible, but I didn't expect that. Um, but there's so many, like, yeah, just like things that come, that end up as a result of the sort of eventuation of reality. Um, you know, and that's, uh, that's like, you know, anytime you're on any, and even again, in my work, like, um, I mean, today was it was a good thing, um, and it went pretty well. The sort of the way that this meet this meeting happened, but um, uh, you know, but there's all sorts of crazy stuff. Oh, just just in knowing people and develop developing relationships with them, and you know, people that you used to know or used to work with. Um, you know, the the way that like you know, you know, it's like if you ever have um, you know, if you have like a if you if you if you have a good friend and you have like a running joke or something, and then that person suddenly is not around you so much anymore. Like they, whatever, they move or something. And then, you know, you get like some, like then as you're going through your life again, you sort of see the thing that would have caused the inside joke to be funny again. And you laugh 
because it's funny to you, but the other person's not there, and, well, I suppose you could text them or something, but, um, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying. It's difficult to predict the, the, the realities and the sort of, I don't know, for, for me, that sort of often ends up, I end up with a sort of, um, oh, well, I'm here, I'm going to quote East of Eden again, because I, I, that's sort of, I think it's, uh, no, let me, let me, oh, I'm going to, uh, hang on, I'm going to Google this. It's the it's another German word. I have a love of German words, Welchmers, and I think that's and that's the word I'm looking for. But I'm gonna make sure I pronounced it right. But it's the sort of yeah. I mean, of course, it's the feeling of melancholy and world weariness, and it's the greatest word. It's the most German of the German words. Yeah, I think I basically said it right. But um, those sorts of things. I mean, they they don't have to be bad, but it's like, um, you know, it's that sort of feeling of like how did we get to this point and it, again it doesn't, it doesn't yeah it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be bad at all um but often it's like i don't know those i mean i tend to find i tend to be moved by those sorts of things or if, or when those sorts of things come up in stories of um yeah just feeling the sort of sadness of the passage of time because um you recognize a sort of situation that might have meant one thing once and doesn't mean the same thing anymore and it doesn't even uh, yeah um yeah, and I don't even know how that applies to what to to to, to like being a f hockey fan necessarily, but um, but I do think that it's um, I don't know I I do think that it's difficult to uh, to talk with any with to, as as though one has authority about the f you know the future um, because we don't really and uh, and the, and the fun of to me the real fun of being a hockey fan is. Um, is just watching them. And, and there are a number of ways to watch and get into it. Um, but I also just, I also should say that I love, I, e I almost equally love the part of the offseason where you don't have games and you're just team building. Because I love, I love that, I love that aspect of, you know, managing a, an asset pool and trying to allocate things into the best possible way. But you ultimately have to then go run, have the season, you know, have the thing happen so you can see whether it, you did a good job or not. So, okay, so I just paused it. So my roommate has come home. I don't know if she's, she'll be, if, if, if one could hear her, but um, I'm just going to keep going. Um, so, yeah, anyway, I guess social media, um, yeah, I guess it's, so, uh, but, but, so, so there was the thing I saw on Facebook and then, um, no, I don't even, no, I, I won't, yeah. Um, I just, uh. Yeah, there's just funny ways in which, um, if you know someone, even tangentially, I guess as I do in this case, um, and have like a sort of, uh, an interaction with that person, and then they post something on like, Instagram, let's just say, in a way, hmm, uh, yeah, I guess I, I guess, I guess I'm, see, I'm entering now into a moment of, I don't know. I don't really suddenly. Want, I don't want to suddenly make this a podcast. that's actually about speculating about <laughs> what's going on in certain things in my life. So I'm not actually not going to do that. So I'll probably just cut. Well, no, I won't cut it uh, because maybe maybe it will be a, maybe it can be a continuing theme someday. Um, but suffice it to say that um, it's 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 uh, there are uh, it, it's it's. It's as difficult to like read into a you know like a post or something that someone you know or might know 
um, might have done that could possibly be about you or something um, as it is uh, to to read it to just sort of decide you know what 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 anything means that because ultimately you don't have control over other people or uh, other other teams you follow so I don't know um, I guess I, I don't really know what the point of all this this episode is um, I for what it's worth I'm not going to read any any poetry today. Um, I didn't do any preparation. Although you just sit, sit down and write something, which I haven't. I'm in the midst of editing uh, the, the upcoming season of Adam and Gordon Show, Black Widows too. Um, but I haven't written much in a while. I mean, I mean, I have, I do, I am on hold. I'm on the, I'm on pause on a very big project, which is on its way, well on its way. Um, so as soon as Widows is done editing, I will get back into that and doing that writing. Um, but this has sort of been a fun uh, change of pace because it gets a lot of the sort of word buildup out of my mind every day. So when I do do these episodes, it's great. But I haven't done this and been like actively writing anything. So I will. I, that's that's really my late. That's my summer thing. Once we start, once I fin, once I start rolling out these episodes, and we're really close because I basically have the first two. We have the first two like done, and then we'll start putting them out and. Uh, I think I mean there's nothing there's nothing I'm more I, that makes me happier or I enjoy more than than um, scoring eps, things in GarageBand. Um, and maybe I'll talk about that more. Maybe once the first one has come out, maybe I'll bring Adam back on here or something. We can talk about stuff. Um, but I was man I managed to to um, open the uh, episode one episode eleven really, which is the which is one of season two with. Um, quoting the opening score of Myst, the old video game. Um, that's what I wanted to... Okay. Um, yeah, I wanted to I wanted to talk about games, actually. Um, I don't think I will today, because... Um, although it might be interesting to kind of get into as a topic of... If if a lot of... Um, no, it kind of is, maybe, because I love the... the, 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 the video... Well, I, the games that I played most as a kid... I don't know that I really played Mist most as a kid, um, but I loved Mist and its and its sequel, Riven. I played that a lot. Um, but those, it's an interesting world because it's a comp- there. Mist, well, Riven has a couple other humans, but Mist has no characters in it. Um, and you, for all you know, you don't even really play a human. I mean, you you I think you do, but you never see your own character. You're just a sort of mysterious wanderer, um, roaming this sort of island, click by click. And uh, possibly Mist was the original clickbait, um, but uh, and now sort of later, more recently in life, I actually play a ton of. Well, and I haven't in a few mo- in the last month, so much in the last month or so, um, but I play Minecraft a lot. It's a very stress. It's a great stress reliever. Like on weekend mornings, um, I don't really play it during the work week, but like on a Saturday or Sunday morning, I'll play like an hour of Minecraft or so, and it's really good with like a cup of coffee. Um, but it's also I love the insane loneliness of, of of Minecraft because it's like this weird Scandinavian world that's defined by unimaginable aloneness. It's just this one little guy wandering around building stuff and killing animals and fighting off monsters um, at night. And yes, there are some villagers, but because um, I don't play online Minecraft, I don't really, and I'm not I'm not like super good. Um, a couple of my friends play, but we don't really even play together. I just like wandering around and building little houses in different terrains and digging around and doing stuff. 
um, and occasionally going to the nether. But I don't really, you know, I don't take it like so, so seriously as like I'm not, I'm, I'm not good. Um, I just build simple little structures and mine stuff. Um, but, uh, but it's, it's like, it's, it's kind of, um, if you ever, I mean, I just sometimes I'll stop and think about like, if this, if this character were real, what, what a horrible, insanely lonely existence this guy lives. Um, because there's no, there's no one. How do you even, how did he get here? What is he, what is he even, what is he even, what does he think? Um, cause I used to, I also would, um, used to have this fantasy, uh, another game I played a fair amount of as a kid was SimCity. I think 2000 was the one I had, or might actually, I know I had original SimCity that I played. And, um, I used to just wonder, like, you know, I would imagine myself as one of the, one of the people living in SimCity. Um, you know, and I would enjoy driving from the farm to the commercial district to the residential or then into, you know, whatever. Um. And be afraid when I would, when the sort of um, whimsical overlord would unleash robots or tornadoes or whatever. Um, but I, you know, I used to imagine what what their lives would be like. But uh, and yet, and then the only other, but the only other games I really played were completely unlike these sort of city simulators. When I still love pure simulating, and it's actually Sim City is very similar to the same reasons I like. I'm, a, I'm a drawn to, you know, sort of management um aspects of you know professional sports and things because i just like the idea of a person decide making decisions that then have basically run through simulations um including even reality and somewhat and just seeing kind of what happens um hopefully you hopefully something good but um um but so i would either play simu like simulators which are you know thirty five thousand feet in the air or like a one player just wandering through the sort of weird wasteland um, or abyss or something or mystery world. Or I would play like a number of like um, Star Wars shooter shooters like um, Rebel Assault 1 and 2, Dark Forces. I also played Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis, which is more adventure-y. Um, but like these games where, uh, forgetting indie and on adventure games for a second because um, that doesn't suit my point, so I'm going to disregard it. Um, but there are a whole other sort of breed of game where um, the world is only populated by people who will shoot at you on sight, um, and there's no one else, because you're you're only ever in these sorts of levels and worlds where you're clearly an enemy, and you have to hide from everything, everyone and everything, but if they even... You know, in some depending on how the sort of mechanics of the game work, if they even you know sometimes if they smell you or they have whatever what, whatever weird detection mode they have, they will instantly raise an alarm and start swarming at you and shooting at you. And um, that's really kind of what happens in this. I just I just got this game um, for a couple bucks on PlayStation Store, uh, Shadow of Mordor, super fun. And I'm, it shows that I'm not like I'm not a real gamer, and then I'm a couple years out of date. Um, but again, you just play this ranger, and it's set in Lord of the Rings world, so forgive me for a brief moment of, uh, indulgence. Um, but it's set in, Lord in, in Mordor, and you just play, like, a ranger who's inhabited by Celebrimbor, who, a.k.a. the guy who forged all the rings. Um, uh, he, like, so you have this super-powered elf, like, in your soul, and you can just kill almost at will. Um, but you're the only ranger among, you know, which is which is Aragorn was a ranger, so this that's who this guy is. 
Strider was actually whatever. Anyway, um, so you but you this is like pre Fellowship of the Ring, so Mordor is not a complete wasteland yet. Um, but there are no there, well, there are only a couple bands of humans, but mostly you're just doing missions and taking on orcs and there, or orakai really. Um, and then you have to kill, just have to kill like hundreds of them. <laughs> it's just a button. It's a really great fun button masher of a game where you string together sequences of like kills and do things and then get power-ups and stuff um and then you have to kill like like the war chiefs characters and you kill your way up to the very end i believe you do fight sauron briefly um but I, as i recall that was the main criticism of the game um anyway i'll let you know once i get there but similarly this game has the same thing where you if you get noticed at all you are completely you have to you either have to kill all the people that have seen you before they can raise the alarm or well or they're gonna or they're gonna raise it and then just be flooded swarmed by like fifty or or a Kai and and probably like another a captain will show up which is hard harder to kill. So I, I, I guess what I'm saying is I I've a lot of the early you know, in the nineties, um and even through today, uh, but there are two kind of strains of a video game that appeal to me. Um one in which is you're complete utterly utterly isolated and your only hope of contact is like building your way out or piecing together some sort of a story or you're like you've been thrown into a world that you all you are completely not alone except you need to in order to survive you have to hide from everybody and so uh i guess that's why i became a sabers fan <laughs> so um yeah, you can, uh, I don't know, I guess that's that's really all I need to say about the Sabres right now. Um, so, I think I'm going to uh, call it, because I feel good about that. And, uh, yeah, there will be more, um, but I'll do another episode at some point. But I, I guess I can't, maybe I'll just have to turn into like a baseball podcast and, or something um, for the rest of the summer, because I really don't know how there's going to be any way to talk about the Sabres anymore. Um, but if there is, I'll find it and, uh, you'll hear from me. So thanks for listening and uh, I'll see you at some point soon-ish. Bye.